0: Hello, everyone, and welcome into Travel with Thomas Wick. I'm your host, Laura Thomas Wick. As promised, we're going to be talking about physical fitness and working out while you're traveling and on the road. We're also going to be talking about healthy alternatives and how you might be able to implement a healthier eating lifestyle while you're on the road. I'm also aware that there's a rumor going around that I'm going to be talking to someone who went to this year's Super Bowl. So I can confirm that rumor is, in fact, true. One of my best friends that I met in college actually got to go to the Super Bowl, so I wanted to bring him on the show to let him tell us about his experience. But unfortunately, we've just been having a little bit of trouble getting our schedules to align. We both work full time and he's got a family as well. But I am planning on turning that into my next episode. So be on the lookout for that. One last thing before we get started. I did have a little homework assignment from last week. So I wanted to check back in with you. Last week, we talked about the Big Ten Championship because Jordan and I had had the chance to go this past December. And while I was exploring the different... Options for booking hotels for this upcoming 2020 Big Ten Championship. I had mentioned that there were like nine hotels in downtown Indianapolis that were showing no rooms available. So when I was looking to book a hotel from December 5th with a checkout of December 6th, it was telling me there was no availability essentially. I tried to do a little bit of research online and I stumbled upon a clue. So when I was looking at the Crown Plaza website, it had mentioned that on March 2nd, there was a late check-in time of 4 p.m. due to an NFL contract. So I was kind of curious if maybe the IHG brand has a contract with uh, the NFL through Lucas Oil Stadium, or maybe with the NCAA. And I wasn't finding much online. So I just decided to give them a call. And I actually just got off the phone with them. And I found out that the reason that all of those hotels are showing as no rooms available is because the IHG organization hasn't identified the nightly rate yet. And the reason there are no rates available is because it is such a big event. So they wait until it gets to be a little bit closer before they'll be able to generate those rates. And I guess I technically don't know how that gets determined, but the gentleman I spoke with on the phone had indicated that's why it's showing as no room available. So I asked if he had a general time frame as to when that would be, and he said typically with big events like this, they don't start opening rooms for a reservation or they don't have that rate available until about six months out. So there you have it, folks. If you're ever going to a big, not only sporting event, but just any big event in general, and you're trying to be proactive and book ahead of time, and you see that no rooms available message, uh, that might be an indicator that they just haven't been able to calculate a rate to use for the nights you're looking to book. So it sounds like a best practice would be to wait until about six months, until game time or event time, and then maybe just start checking on a daily or weekly basis in order to get the room booked. The gentleman did want to emphasize that it was going to be expensive, which I think we would all expect, but there you have it. Now for the main event originally i was planning on doing this episode earlier in the year so i could tie physical fitness and eating healthy into the whole new year's resolution idea but things just didn't work out quite that way but just because it's not right after new year's doesn't mean that these subjects aren't relevant Fitness and eating it well are topics that are applicable all year round. And honestly, over the past couple of years, New Year's resolutions are something that I've kind of deviated away from because I truly do believe that if there's something that you feel like you need to improve in your life, like why wait until the new year. That's something that just start it now or just pick next Monday. Why wait all of that additional time? So I haven't done New Year's resolutions in a really long time, but I am doing something that should be pretty fun this next year in however many months. But in 2021, I'll be turning 30. So I came up with a 30 by 30 list. So the idea is I came up with a list of things that I want to do before my 30th birthday. Technically right now my list is only at 28, I still have two more activities or things that I want to um, fill in here. These are either things that I've never done before that I'm like, how have I never done this? So a couple of examples, I've never been to a drive-in movie theater. I've never been horseback riding. Like, yes, I've been on the little ponies at the, the church fairs and things like that, but that totally doesn't count. It's got things on here that I've continuously told myself numerous times over the last couple of years, like, Oh, I want to do this, I'm going to do that. I just haven't done it yet. Um, So for example, getting my CCW, taking a self-defense class, and then just other things that are intended to be fun and get me in touch with my creative side. Um, So one of the items I have on here is to attempt to make my own recipe. So that will be interesting to see how that goes. I want to make my own homemade pasta. So just little quirky things like that that I think would be fun and just give me some new experiences that I either haven't had the chance to live yet or uh, maybe get in touch with my nostalgia side because one of my items is to at least start rereading the Harry Potter series if not get through the whole thing so that should be fun you'll probably hear more about those tasks and activities over the course of the next year I'll go ahead and put my 30 by 30 list in my blog but by the time I post this it might still only be 28 out of 30 so if you have suggestions or ideas uh, definitely let me know you can either um, head over to my blog and leave a comment so if you've never listened to the show before there's numerous ways that you can can access the blog. The easiest is going to be to go over to the description of this episode and click on the little blog spot hyperlink. You can also get to my blog by typing www.travelwiththomaswick.com into any web browser. And I'm also affiliated with the Michigan Podcasting Network. So if you go on Facebook and you type Michigan Podcasting Network into your search bar, you should be able to find their Facebook page. Go ahead and like the page. You'll get updates anytime Travel with Thomas Wick posts an episode. Uh, so that would be. Another avenue that you could leave me some new ideas is to leave a comment on the Facebook post that they're gonna make over at the MPN studios. If you like movies and video entertainment, then you will also want to like the Michigan Podcasting Network's Facebook page as you will get updates whenever. Don't forget the popcorn, the Dave and West movie podcast post an episode. Let's start out by talking about working out on the road and physical fitness. Honestly, in my opinion, when you are what I like to call a road warrior, which just means you pretty much live on the road. I personally believe it is so easy to get in the habit of working out because if you're not working out and you're not going out and doing things, then your only other option is literally to come home and stay at a hotel for five to six hours and watch TV and order takeout, which is Kind of depressing. So, when I traveled for work all the time, that was probably the best shape I've ever been in in my entire life. Because what happened is once I came off the road, I moved in with my boyfriend and it became more about spending time with him. And now that we have a house, there's all these house projects and all these other things that have to be done. We have to take care of the animals, make sure the dog gets walked, things like that. So, when you're on the road and you don't have anything else to do, nothing makes you feel better than getting in a good workout. So the way I see it, you have one of four options on any given day. First option is to work out at the hotel. So a lot of times, anymore, the hotels that you're going to, especially the IHG brands, do have some type of fitness center. The thing that you have to keep in mind is, depending on the, the brand of hotel that you're staying at, the state of the fitness center is questionable. So if you're staying at a Holiday Inn Express, for example, or a Candlewood Suites, the fitness equipment might not be the best. That's not to say there aren't exceptions to the rule, but a lot of times, The elliptical doesn't work very well, or the treadmill might be out of whack a little bit. Some hotels have free weights, so they might have dumbbells available to you. They might have bikes also available, but in general, again, if you're staying at a brand like a Holiday Inn and Candlewood Suites, you're just not going to have very much equipment available. I would say that they might have anywhere from like three to five machines. So you're going to be limited in what you're able to do. Now, that's not to say that all fitness centers are a dump. If you're staying at some of the higher end hotels, then I would expect those types of hotels to have a much better fitness facility. There's actually one IHG brand they're called Even Hotels, E-V-E-N, and their business model is structured all around health and wellness. So they have one of the most impressive setups that I've ever seen. You walk into their fitness center and it feels like you are at a gym. that you're paying for. So it is possible that you may come across a well-kept gym, but especially when you're traveling for business, there's usually limitations on how much you're able to spend on a hotel room, which for me meant that I was not staying at the hotels with the nicest gyms. Now option number two is going to let you get creative and that is going to be to work out in your hotel room. So this is a method that I've been using pretty regularly the last eight months or so that I've been traveling and on the road. If you get on Pinterest or if you just get online and you type in hotel room workouts there's going to be a lot of options that come up but I have found that a lot of them are repetitive so you might have to get a little creative but there's a lot of different strength workouts that you'll be able to find. So using your own body weight to build muscle so doing Doing things like push-ups and tricep dips. One of my all-time favorite workouts to do when I'm on the road is actually a jump rope circuit workout. So it's a, a HIIT workout, which means high intensity interval training. It's one minute of cardio followed by 30 seconds of rest. So on the odd reps, interval one, interval three, interval five, etc., you're doing a minute of jumping rope. And then on the even number reps, you're doing a different type of cardio. So you might be doing jumping jacks or mountain climbers burpees and things like that. So it's a really, really good workout. By the end of it, I'm sweating my butt off, but it's always really funny doing this workout in a hotel because if you're not on the first floor, you're a little bit self-conscious that the person below you is looking up at their ceiling like, WTF? What the heck is going on? So I just make a game out of it and I try to like land very softly and use soft feet. To date, no one's banged on the ceiling and to my knowledge, no one's complained. I've never gotten a phone call from the front desk asking me to knock it off. Um, I usually do the workout anywhere between 5 30 and 7 p.m. So it could just be that the person below me hasn't checked into their room or maybe the room is vacant for the night. But I'm going to post that on my blog. I just found that on Pinterest, but like I said, I I absolutely love it. I not only do it while I'm on the road, but I do it here at home as well. Another resource that I've been using, regularly lately is a website called Fitness Blender. So Fitness Blender, it's absolutely free to register for, but they have an insane library of videos where they have all different types of workouts that are available to you, and they have a way that you can search for videos specifically that don't use any equipment. So I found a couple of good um, muscle toning as well as cardio workouts that I really enjoy, and it was actually really funny. One of my friends, Stephanie Massard, she referred me to this website, and when I started traveling in 2019 as regularly as I did, that's when I first started logging in, and I I found this strength workout that had six rounds, three rounds of core and upper body exercises, and three rounds of lower body. And every video has a ranking as far as how difficult it is and i think it's on a scale of like one to five so this video it was listed as a four now i don't work out as often as i should or as often as i used to when i was on the road but overall i'm in good shape i saw this four and i was like oh it's a four out of five like i'm sure i'll be fine you guys by the end of this i was like drenched in sweat and it's only a 20 five-ish minute workout or so. So be sure that you're taking that uh, ranking into consideration. But arguably the nice thing about those videos is a lot of times they are what you make it. So if you need to take it a little bit easier or go at a slower pace to make the difficulty a level three, you can absolutely do that. So I recommend Fitness Blender. I'll have the link to that website in my blog, as well as list some of the, the workouts that I've done so far that I've really enjoyed. The other cool thing about Fitness Blender is they actually have some recipes listed on their website as well. The next option that I have for you is to explore the great outdoors. So this is something that was always really fun for me. I hate running. I don't like the treadmill because running in place is the worst. So when it's nice outside, I like to run around neighborhoods, but Preferably, my first choice would be to run at a park. So when I was on the road, I would always try to find whether it was a state park or just a little park in the area that had a running trail. I loved driving over to those parks and just getting out and running there. Um, I had some really, really cool experiences that way. I got to explore. I think it was a state park in Maine that this running trail ended up leading us up to a, a body of water. I don't know if it was a bay or what exactly it was considered, but really, really pretty. And it makes the run a little enjoyable. So that might also be something that you consider if you're traveling and and looking to work out. Last but certainly not least, you can always invest in a gym membership. But when you're looking at gyms, you need to take a couple of things into consideration. First and foremost, be conscious of which brand of gym membership you're signing up for. When I was on the road, I initially registered for a membership with LA Fitness and it was just kind of dumb luck and also me being a dumb, naive 20-something-year-old. I was in Tinley Park, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. So it was a very upscale area. So they had an LA fitness. And with a lot of these gyms, you can get a couple weeks free as a trial period before you register. So I was in the area, I decided to go try my two weeks free. And this LA fitness in Tinley Park just so happened to have this amazing smoothie bar. So every day after I had my workout, I would get a different smoothie. And I was like, oh my gosh, these smoothies are so good. This LA Fitness is so nice. I'm gonna get a membership and I'm gonna come and work out and have smoothies every day. Well, lo and behold, the next LA Fitness that I went to, I realized that the smoothie bar was very specific to that one Tinley Park location. But that's fine because I still had a gym membership, so I was still gonna work out. Well, the problem came to be that LA Fitnesses are definitely what I would consider more high-end. So they're not accessible everywhere. They're going to be... in cities that are higher end, have more money, and maybe not even cities, but just areas and neighborhoods that are a little bit nicer. So what I ran into when I was on the road is a lot of the cities that I went to were smaller, so they didn't have LA Fitnesses. So I was paying $35 a month or however much it was to not even have access to the gyms. So that was kind of a bummer. Planet Fitness is a really good option if you're looking for availability. Planet Fitnesses are just about everywhere, so they're much more accessible than an LA Fitness usually. So before you register for a membership, I would just get online, get on the gym's website, and maybe do a little map check to see what their locations are. I know Planet Fitness is really good. If you get on their website, they just have a map that's visible that shows you all of their different gyms. So I would think that any other gym that had a national membership program, I would think would have something similar. The second thing you want to do is whichever brand you choose, make sure that you're choosing the right type of membership. So going back to Planet Fitness, when I registered with them, and I'm no longer a member anymore, but when I was, they had two different membership options that ranged from $10 to $20. So you could get a standard membership, which was $10 a month, but it was specific to a single location. So if I went and registered at the Dayton Planet Fitness, and I traveled to Indianapolis, and I tried to go to the Planet Fitness there, I would not be able to get in because my membership is specific to one single store. But Planet Fitness has what they call the Black Card, and that's going to allow you to get into any Planet Fitness nationwide. There's also different perks that come with the different memberships. So again, with the Black Card, it's really nice because you get a free guest. So if you're traveling with a coworker that doesn't have a membership, but they wanted to go work out with you, you'd be able to get them in. There's different amenities that different gyms have that are controlled on the membership level. So if you're specifically getting a gym membership to to work out while you're on the road, I highly recommend doing a little bit of research before signing up just to make sure that you're picking the the best membership for you. Those are really the only workout options that I'm personally aware of when traveling. So if there's anyone listening that has other tips or suggestions of things that you do to work out while you're on the road. I would absolutely love to hear them. One thought that I've had recently, uh, because if you've listened to the series Up To Date, I did a lot of traveling in 2019 compared to, to prior years. And I just remember there was one three or four day period where I probably spent like 14 hours total sitting in an airport. And all I could think to myself is why are there no gyms in airports? Like who missed the boat on that one? Because that would be absolutely amazing to just have a three hour layover, go work out, take a shower, come back. Oh my gosh, that would be huge. But I guess arguably if you really wanted to work out that bad, you could just walk around the airport. But I'm not trying to lug all of my crap around while I'm walking the airport. So now to complement physical fitness and working out, I'll also talk a little bit about eating healthy. So eating healthy on the road is very difficult. When I got my job traveling back in 2013, I immediately made a rule for myself that when I was on the road... I was not allowed to eat French fries as a side because think about all the different restaurants that you can go out to and think about what their side dishes are. They're French fries and they're chips. So I knew that if I ate those types of sides, I was quickly going to gain weight. So I, specifically made it a point to try to order whatever the vegetables were or maybe a baked potato or something like that. But something that I'm just now learning as I've been trying some new eating habits, I guess, is calories are not the only thing to take into consideration when you're eating out. I've learned recently through the MyFitnessPal calorie tracker app that you can download on your phone that a lot of times when you eat out, your food is filled with all kinds of salt, which salt is not good For you, in case you did not know that. So, I am just now learning that it's not quite as easy as order the vegetable side and you're good to go. If you're really that concerned about your diet and clean eating and things like that, one thing that may make eating healthy on the road easier is to stay at what is called an extended stay hotel. So, an extended stay hotel, the idea is that it provides amenities that are not typically available at your standard hotel. It's got a more at home type of a feel to it. It, It's almost like a loft or an apartment. So the most notable amenities in my opinion are going to be laundry services and I swear that one of the websites that I was looking at indicated that the laundry services were free. So every hotel room has a laundry basket you can just put your dirty clothes in there and then if you need to wash your clothes, they have a community washer and dryer. The other thing that they have that is very obvious as soon as you walk in is what's called a kitchenette. It's a mini version of a kitchen. They have have usually a full-size refrigerator and then they also have a stove top. Some of the extended stays have a dishwasher. They have a full-size sink. A lot of times they have a microwave and then a coffee pot as well. So extended stay hotels, they're frequented by people who are traveling to the area on business for an extended amount of time. That could be as little as a week. That could be as long as they need it to be. A lot of times when I've been on the road and I would stay at an extended stay hotel, you'd see, a lot of construction workers. So people who are in the area for an extended amount of time. I believe you can get deals if you're staying for a certain number of days. They might have a, a discounted rate that's available for you. It might also be used as an option for people who are moving to a new city for work. So if I need to move to a, a new city for a job in two weeks and that's not enough time for me to get a house, then my company might put me up at one of these extended stay hotels uh, while I can find an apartment or a new home. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the IHG extended stay hotels that are available. IHG is the brand that I typically stay with when I'm on the road, and that's just a matter of comfort. It's what I stayed in when I traveled for work every week. So the first type of extended stay that I've stayed at under the IHG umbrella is called Staybridge Suites. Staybridge Suites are very nice. I would consider them to be a more classy or upscale version of an extended stay. And it was interesting because when I was looking on their website to try to figure out how to best describe this brand. It talked about Staybridge Suites wanting to build this sense of community, which I think they do an excellent job of it. So I think that makes total sense. And the reason I say that is uh, one of the things that they do that's really, really cool is on select nights throughout the week, they actually have a free social hour. So typically when you stay at one of their hotels and you get into your room on the refrigerator, they'll usually have a monthly calendar posted and they'll list all of the different happy hours that they have. I think. There's like two or three per week. And during that happy hour, they have, they call them appetizers, but you could literally make the food they serve into a meal. So they have like spaghetti or tacos and things like that. And then they also have wine and beer that's absolutely free. So the idea is people come out from their rooms, they come down to the social hour, they eat, they drink, and they mingle, which is so, so cool. And then they also have a free hot breakfast buffet as well, which I'm a huge breakfast person. I always have to eat first thing in the morning. So I I'm usually electing to stay at a hotel that offers free breakfast as opposed to one that does not. I highly recommend Staybridge Suites. The other extended stay option that falls under... IHG umbrella is going to be a Candlewood Suites. So it's a little bit more casual. Uh, They don't have the social hours people kind of keep to themselves. They don't have a free breakfast, but they have something called the Candlewood Cupboard. So it's a little snack room or a little convenience center is probably the more appropriate way to describe it where you can buy frozen dinners, you can buy oatmeal, snacks, drinks. So one thing that's really cool about the Candlewood Suites is all of the the kitchen gear that they have available. Now I know some of these items Are also available at a Staybridge Suites, but when I was traveling for work last year, uh, I had stayed at a Candlewood Suites in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I kind of took inventory of what was available. So I can definitively say that all of these items are at Candlewood Suites, but I can't confirm 100% that these exact same items would be at a Staybridge Suites. In your kitchenette, in every single room, you have a strainer. So if you're making pasta or washing salad or something like that, that kind of a strainer, you've got a toaster. There's a measuring cup. They have Tupperware for you, so if you make something that has leftovers, you can actually put it in Tupperware and put it in the fridge. There's a can opener. They have various utensils, so a spatula, knife, serving and mixing spoons. Obviously, you have to have silverware. There are three pots that they had at this particular Candlewood Suites. There's one pan, so something that you might use to make like a grilled cheese sandwich or chicken, and I will say that it is a little bit of a smaller pan. So when we bought our cookware, we it came in a set and we had two pans. One was a a large pan and one was a smaller pan. If you're familiar and you have a similar type of cookware set, then it's definitely comparable to the smaller pan. So that's what's in every single room. So again, I 100% know that those are going to be in your Candlewood suite kitchen centers. I'm not 100% positive on the Staybridge suites, but I would think it's going to be comparable inventory. Now something that the Candlewood Suites offers that the Stabridge Suites does not is really cool. They actually have kind of like a, a lending locker, I think is what they call it, where they have these different items that are locked away and you can actually come down and check out one of these items. Um, I believe it's free. I've never done it myself. <laughs> So next time we go on the road, I might have to give it a shot. I don't know if they have to take your ID, but I'm assuming there's some type of refundable deposit or some article that you have to give them to ensure that they get their expensive items back. But in these lending lockers, they have things like blenders, crock pots, Instapots, toaster ovens. Um, I think I saw a food processor. They had a little handheld vacuum. There were board games that you could check out, sports gear, kids toys. So I just thought that was really, really cool. And I don't know if that's a a relatively new thing, but when I was on the road, I don't remember them having a locker like that. So having those kitchen items available would definitely make eating healthier on the road a little bit easier. Uh, what you could do is you could just go to the store on Monday if you're staying at a place for an entire week, and then you could just make little dinners throughout the week and hopefully eat a little bit healthier. With the utensils that you have in your room alone, some of the obvious types of meals that you could make, you know, you could do taco night, mac and cheese, grilled cheese. Uh, you could grill up some chicken breast. Pastas are super, super easy. So those those are some examples of types of foods that I've made on the road. I will say that <laughs> At the time, I wasn't making food to try to eat healthy. It was just more or less to save money. So that's also an option or that might be a reason why you consider the extended stays. Not only is eating out obviously not as healthy for you, but it's very expensive and can add up quickly. If you're traveling on a budget and you're more interested in having experiences than eating specific cuisine, extended stay hotels would be another option for me. I love doing both. Um, The food in every region is so different or even in every state that I at least have to go out to eat once when I'm in an area. So those are just some simple suggestions of things that you could do. I'm actually going to post some recipes on my blog as well. These are either crock pot or stovetop recipes that we've made at home that we absolutely love that you should be able to make in a, an extended stay hotel. I personally haven't tried them at the hotel. In um, looking at the recipes, some of the stovetop items that I have listed. I'm wondering if you might have to kind of like half the recipe or make them in two small batches instead of one big batch. Like I said, with that smaller frying pan, I could see that potentially posing a problem, but otherwise they're totally doable. Whenever I cook, which is usually four nights a week, we're looking for recipes that are easy to make, that don't take a long time, that make tasty leftovers and don't dirty a lot of dishes. So those are the types of recipes that I'm I'm planning on posting. There's a beef barley recipe that we made. That's really good like winter comfort foods. Super simple. You just chop up some veggies. You pour in some beef broth and then you pour in some barley and you just let it simmer for 45 minutes. Oh, there's there's ground beef in the beef barley too. Duh. There's a really good Noki recipe that we make that's got gnocchi and beans, tomatoes, spinach, um, and then obviously cheese. We have a pickled pot roast recipe that we've made a couple of times, which it doesn't sound good. It sounds super strange, but it's actually so good. So you pretty much just just take roast. You put ranch mix in with it and then that might be it, the ranch mix, and then you just dump a jar of garlic pickles in there. Jordan, the first time I suggested we make it, he gave me a nasty look, but he absolutely loves it. And then for those of you that might be vegan, I've started trying to get into more plant-based eating. That was inspired by the Wine and Dine Jazz Festival that I referenced in one of my episodes that I posted back in, it was probably November. So I've been trying to make some of woman's um, vegan recipes and she posted an amazing vegan chili that is super simple to make and it only took 20 minutes so that's one thing about chili is normally it takes like two hours or more if you're putting it in the crock pot it takes even longer but with her stovetop chili you can literally do it in 20 minutes and honestly I think a lot of the recipes that she has posted on her site are stovetop, so they would probably be applicable for those recipes that I got off Pinterest or someone else's website I'll post the links to those. Some of these recipes I just got from a cookbook that we use. Um, So I'll be sure to post what cookbook I got those from as well as those whose recipes they are. So again, if you are interested in checking out any information regarding fitness and or eating healthy while on the road, specifically those recipes and types of meals to make, that will be available in my blog. I'm also going to post pictures of the different inventory that the Candlewood Sweets had so you can get an idea of what types of utensils are available. So be sure to check out my blog www.travelwiththomaswick.com. Just click on the link in the description to get to that. If you have any suggestions or recipes that you've made while you've been on the road, I would absolutely love to hear them. Same thing with the workouts. I'm always trying to mix up my workout so I don't get bored. Although lately, if I'm being honest, if I could just actually do a workout, that would be cool. And I think I'm going to try to make this a, a bit of a quarterly thing where every so many months, I'd just do a little quick update on, hey, here's some new recipes that I've made or tried that I, I think would make good hotel room meals, and similarly, any workouts that I might find. But that's a wrap on today's episode. I'm going to work really hard to get Dusty on the phone in the next couple of days here and see if I can't catch up with him about the Super Bowl and what his experience was like. So that's a plan for the next episode. But until then...